Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Honda commits trillions of yen to electric vehicles. Toyota keeps a lid on EV volumes. And what does the transition to electrification mean for auto suppliers? Also, an update on the state of solid-state battery research at Nissan. We'll get to that a little later. First, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. We'll start with Honda. The automaker will invest almost $40 billion over the next 10 years in electrification. That 5 trillion yen is to allow the automaker to roll out 30 full electric vehicles globally and build production capacity for 2 million EVs annually by 2030. As part of the plan, Honda aims to open a demonstration line for producing next-generation solid-state batteries in the spring of 2024. The automaker says it will also shift its business away from non-recurring hardware sales toward recurring sales of services that combine hardware and software. That effort is part of a new software-defined EV platform dubbed eArchitecture, The company plans to launch it in 2026 to underpin the next generation of large-sized battery electric vehicles. There's a lot going on at Honda. Earlier this month, the automaker said it would team up with General Motors to build affordable EVs this decade. And last month, Honda said it would partner with Sony to also co-develop EVs. Our Hans Greimel has much more on Honda's plans at autonews.com. Meanwhile, Toyota's BZ4X electric crossover will go on sale this month at U.S. dealerships, but Toyota says it plans to sell only 7,000 of the EVs in the U.S. by the end of this calendar year. Pricing starts at $43,215, and the EV gets a range of up to 252 miles on a charge. The vehicle was co-developed with Subaru, which is planning to sell only 6,500 of its Solteras. Now let's turn to the supply chain. Automakers are hustling to secure the minerals needed for the millions of batteries to power all of the EVs that are planned. To that end, Ford has signed a preliminary deal to buy lithium from a facility in Argentina. The deal marks the first time the automaker has publicly announced where it will procure the electric vehicle battery metal. Ford aims to buy 27,000 tons of lithium annually from the Sydney, Australia-based company Lake Resources. Turning to Mercedes-Benz, that automaker will cut by more than half its carbon footprint per passenger vehicle by the next decade, that is compared with 2020 levels. The luxury mark will source 70% of its energy needs for production through renewable energy by 2030. Mercedes plans to roll out solar and wind power projects at its plants and through power purchase agreements. The automaker's environmental focus will significantly affect its suppliers. CEO Ola Kalinius saying that sustainability will be an awarding criteria for suppliers. 
More broadly, suppliers to internal combustion engine vehicles will need to realign their businesses, simplify their supply bases, and increase their merger and acquisition activity if they hope to thrive. That is according to a new study from consulting firm McKinsey. As our John Irwin reports, the study comes as auto suppliers ponder how electrification and automation might upend their decades-old business model. The outlook is especially daunting for suppliers that rely heavily on engines, transmissions, and fuel systems. Demand for those parts is expected to shrink drastically in the coming years. For one example, McKinsey reports that the market for transmissions totaled $93 billion in 2019. The consultant says that will fall to $65 billion in 2030 and $25 billion by 2035. And that's the news you need to know. Coming up on the other side of the break, Nissan races to industrialize solid-state batteries. The finish line might be closer than you think, but there's still a long way to go. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. To transform electric vehicles from an interesting idea that appeals to a small portion of the market into the dominant form of vehicle propulsion, they're going to have to become better and cheaper than gasoline-powered autos. Of course, with taxation of various sorts, carbon-based fuels and the vehicles they power can become more expensive, but what automakers really need is a breakthrough on battery technology that dramatically reduces the cost. To many, the solution is solid-state batteries. Nissan believes it will be able to produce a solid-state battery that holds twice the energy of a lithium-ion battery, charges in one-third the time, and costs about 40% less than the industry standard today. How will it get there? How far does it have to go? Let's turn to Hans Greimel, our Asia editor in Tokyo. Hans Greimel, welcome back. Back to back on Daily Drive. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jamie. This is very exciting. Well, you've been doing a tremendous amount of work, as you always do, and you had a really interesting story in this week's paper that um, 
we weren't able to get on the front page because you can only fit so many stories on the front page. But this feels like one of those that could be really, really important down the road. You were you got to do a, a bit of a deep dive on Nissan's work on stop solid state batteries. And I guess for all for the readers who are not familiar with solid state batteries, let's start with that. What are solid state batteries and why are they appealing to automakers? Well, uh, solid state batteries are very similar to today's lithium ion batteries, except that they replace this liquid electrolyte. That's the material between the two electrodes, the, the anode and the cathode through which the eons pass. Anyhow, they replace that, that liquid electrolyte with a solid electrolyte. And by doing so, they're able to uh, basically make it safer, make it uh, more compact, weigh less, and hopefully make it cost less as well uh, than today's lithium-ion batteries. And that will enable basically longer ranges, uh, faster charging, uh, safer batteries, and uh, better packaging for the vehicles. Okay, before we start talking about the safety elements, um, you're saying lithium-ion, and all, all of my Western uh, or my North American engineers, I'll say lithium ion. Is that the way the, the Japanese <laughs> engineers say yeah, it? I, I, must, I must be picking up on the, I must have uh, inherited or uh, just internalized the Japanese pronunciation. Let's, yeah. let's stick with ion. Yes. The lithium okay. ions. Yes. Yes. I've gone native. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's no problem. Okay. So because they're solid or not because they're solid, but as part of that, they are generally, they're considered safer. Uh, of course, we've seen instances with, you know, thermal runaway in the uh, traditional lithium ion, you know, liquid based uh, batteries. Uh, but you said the solid states are not inflammable. Well, that's what Nissan uh, is warning about. They say, you know, even though they're, they have posed much less of a, a safety hazard, they're not completely safe. And he, he points to the fact that they're carrying about double the energy density or double the energy packed into the, the same spot or the same space. So they, he's, you know, the, 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 the Nissan executive, the engineer who's uh, running their own uh, solid state uh, program or, uh, says that, you know, you got to be careful. These are still, the, uh, you're carrying a potential bomb on a car. If you get into a serious accident, it still poses uh, safety risks. So um, safety is still one of the top uh, issues that Nissan is tackling when it, it develops its own batteries. And it feels like it recently made some progress on that front. Well, Nissan thinks that it has the, uh, the, the safety issue pretty much under control. So that's not the main hurdle that it's facing now. Uh, you know, it's, it's had the, uh, the experience in lithium ion batteries for a long time. And uh, going back all the way to the Leaf, uh, Leaf uh, electric car, which it helped pioneer the whole, the whole segment with. And it hasn't had a serious problem with the batteries in the leaf uh, for this whole time. So it's, it prides itself on the safety of its batteries. And uh, it takes special precautions with the preparation of the, uh, of the solid state batteries as well. It has a special nail test, for example, that it puts the, it, the cells through to make sure that if they leak, they have a self-sealing kind of technology as well that they're working on. So they think that they, safety is uh, manageable in their uh, in the technology that they have underway. 
Great. Is there anything else? What is, what is the big hurdle to Nissan's thinking? Well, there's a couple of big hurdles still out there. One is the materials to use. And we're talking about the mostly the cathode and the anode of the uh, the electro the uh, the electrodes at both ends of the of the cell, and um, they have a special uh, re relationship or tie up with with Nissan or sorry with NASA that allows them to basically use NASA's database of battery technology and and chemical. Uh, and chemical know-how to search for combinations uh, that uh, might work well. And uh, by using artificial intelligence to manipulate that data and call through it, they think that they can knock years off the, uh, the process of finding the best or the optimal chemistry. And the chemistry has to be uh, is key because it has to be low cost essentially. And that's what they're looking for. It has to be low cost and high conductivity and what they're kind of gravitating toward right now is a uh, for the cathode, instead of using a nickel a manganese a cobalt structure that's uh, rather expensive, what they're, what they're really looking for is something that's like sulfur manganese. And on the anode side, which currently uses a bunch of uh, mostly graphite, they're looking towards maybe more of a silicon-based or a lithium metal uh, uh, compound. And they're hoping that both of those will be lower cost, partly because they're more readily available. Nissan is hardly the, uh, the only brand looking at this. Uh, it's to a certain extent, I guess everyone is, but gosh, it sure seems like the uh, Japanese automakers are absolutely uh, committed to that as the way to make electric vehicles, you know, really truly superior to internal combustion or hybrid vehicles. Right. They are counting on this as a breakthrough technology hopefully as soon as the latter half of the 2020s. So all three of these, uh, the big, Japan big three are working on it and have that as their time frame. Uh, Nissan hopes to bring them to market in 2028 and uh, Toyota and Honda both expect it in the latter half of the 2020s as well. Uh, Honda thinks it can get a uh, pilot plant up and running to work on its own prototypes uh, this year sometime. It said that. And uh, Toyota is also in that time frame. So if they can achieve that, they think that's a big breakthrough technology that will enable the uh, widespread adoption of electric vehicles. Wow, that timing sounds really aggressive. I mean, the GM Honda partnership attempting to produce uh, sub $30,000 know, crossovers is aiming for sort of that same time frame, 2027. Uh, uh, that one would still be based on the the next generation of GM's Ultium cells, but it sounds like Honda expects to be really close and right behind it with uh, with solid states. Right. I should caution, though, that even though they expect to have them on the market or available or uh, in production in that time frame, it does not mean that they're going to be widespread uh, across the, uh, the, the industry or in cars. It'll still be kind of a, uh, a, a, an, an industry or a technology in its infancy. And all of these car makers are still betting on uh, further development and further um, evolution of today's lithium ion batteries. So that those will still be in play uh, kind of in a parallel track at the same time. So even if 
we get some solid state that is somewhat mass produced, we're not going to be getting uh, tens of millions of vehicles a year this decade, maybe by the end of the next decade. Right. I think what you're going to see is the debut of the technology this decade, but really the widespread adoption would come much later. For example, just to give you an idea of what kind of car this could enable, uh, Lexus showed off this beautiful looking, super cool um, sports car BEV, a battery electric uh, sports car uh, late last year. It's kind of a successor of the LFA super sports car. That's the kind of car that might get a, you know, a first application of a solid state battery because it's going to be light, powerful, uh, small, and it will enable, you know, it'll fit into a sports car just fine. But that's not going to be a common car <laughs> accessible to most people. That's going to be probably a super expensive uh, luxury, luxury vehicle. Sure, sure. But down the line, the expectation is these are going to be you know, superior in a way that can be mass produced. I mean, what we're, it seems like, you know, the holy grail of the industry on the EV side has been, you know, a hundred dollars per kilowatt hour. And, you know, from a thousand, not too long, not all that many years ago, <laughs> down to the hundreds, you know, now I think it's, you know, it's less than 200. I don't know what the average is like, but at 150, 125, still yep. generally not, at that hundred dollar level that would make a vehicle on average, you know, uh, at parity, you know, in cost and performance with an ice vehicle, a gasoline burning vehicle. Uh, but they're talking about getting well below that Nissan is and other automakers. Right. When, uh, when Nissan comes out with its, uh, solid state battery, um, in, you know, in 2028, they think they can achieve a cost of about $75 per kilowatt hour and they think that's competitive. And not only that, they think they can whittle that cost down to $65 uh, per kilowatt hour. And that at that point, they say that's when they think it can be cost comparative or cost parity or price parity with a uh, gasoline powered car. You know, so that's going to be a major breakthrough if they can achieve it, they can achieve it. But you bring up an interesting point, which is the other challenge they face, which is mass production of these um, these cells. They're very complicated and complex and, and to, to make, and it, they require super precise exacting standards. And that's one of the things that we saw at the Nissan workshop where they're currently uh, building these prototypes. It's very painstaking, slow, uh, labor-intensive work, and that's partly because they have to be ultra-precise in every single step. So um, not only do they have to get the kind of the, uh, the chemistry down and the know-how and the design of the, the cell correct, and then they have to work on the, the, uh, the production engineering of these cells, which in itself is another uh, you know, a big hurdle to overcome. Yeah, it's a long way from uh, making, what is it, a, about a car's worth of batteries per month uh, to needing to do about that every minute <laughs> for each factory. Right, uh, right. I mean, it's very slow, the process right now. They're making, I think, I, I can't remember the exact number, but they're, they're making like 50 cells uh, or 50 pouches, battery pouches a month. But for a car at, at their current pace, but what they need for a car is like 5,000 pouches. So um, they're a long way off, you know, mass production scale. Well, we know as they work toward it, you'll be there keeping an eye on it. 
Thanks, Hans. <laughs> it will be. Thank you. you. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get news on product development, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Thanks to Nathan Kadick for editing today's show. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their help. And thanks to you for listening and making the show part of your daily routine. Now let's all get back to work.